Welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast, and today I hope hospital patients hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And have you ever been to the hospital? Have you ever been a patient? Um, if you have, then this this one's for you. We're addressing you today. Um, I have a special guest with me today. Um, yeah, she her name is... Nicole Amadeo. Uh, she is a nurse. Um, and I mean, do you, is it okay if I associate you with a past guest? Okay. <laughs> she is uh, uh, my second guest, Jim. You can talk, by the way. I know I I didn't let Jim talk before he was introduced, but you can talk. Okay. <laughs> um, she's uh, Jim's girlfriend. Um, uh, and she, by profession, is a nurse. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, and yeah, I actually wanted to have you on because I think that a lot of like a lot of people around me who are nurses, like you, Selena, um, you guys tend to have stories about things that patients do that are just kind of crazy. And it's just I want them to know that they're crazy. <laughs> and I, I want them to hear from a nurse's pers- perspective. Um, yeah, about kind of what you go through so that um people who go to the hospital in the future aren't as crazy yeah sure. yeah so before we get into it um yeah do you mind if i ask you kind of just to give a little bit of background on who you are um how you became a nurse like what that whole journey was like okay yeah um so for me becoming a nurse it wasn't my like dream job mm-hmm. it was kind of the opposite I told my mom I never wanted to become a nurse because she she suggested it when I was in college but the sight of blood and like the fact that people's lives are kind of like in my hands yeah. almost it stressed me out and so I was gonna just do uh early childhood education because mm. I didn't know anything else I thought I would like children and then oh um no I like have low tolerance I can only like spend so much time with them so my uncle in um korea he's actually a doctor and then he told me just to try it Mm. um he said it's a good skill to have like you can use it anywhere really kind of um and it's like a stable skill to have so i said okay i mean i don't have any other idea of like what i wanted to do so i went to nursing school and it was kind of it kind of just happened i like did all my prereqs. I applied to one school and got in. So I just went with it because I didn't have time to mm. waste. So, and then I graduated and then started working. Okay. So, um, if it was like, like you said, the opposite of your dream job, that doesn't mean it was like a nightmare job. Uh, it wasn't really like a nightmare job, uh-huh. but my dream job was more um, in the creative side. I wanted uh-huh. to do fashion. And then um, my mom said, no, you're not going to make any money off of that. <laughs> it's not stable. You have to be like really invested in it, which I thought I was, but I guess not enough. Like right. you have to be psycho, crazy into it. And I wasn't that. So I didn't uh, go into that. Mm. So nursing was, it wasn't something I like detested, but also it was just scary. I didn't think I was able to because it's really hard yeah like the science classes you have to know so much about the human body and really know like everything but 
when I started nursing, I realized it's like a job you like learn as you go. And I yeah. hate that. My personality, like I want to be perfect at it. I want to know exactly what I'm doing before I like go into it. But this is like totally opposite. Mm. So, but I'm doing it. Okay. So how long have you been a nurse? Um, not too long. A little less than two years. Mm. I think it's like a year and a half right now. Oh, that's so pretty good pretty sizable amount of time yeah i'm still considered you know kind of a new nurse so just curious like what is a everyday like a regular day look like for you as a nurse Mm, so i'm on day shift now so it starts with waking up really early Mm -hmm. and then deciding if i want to put on makeup or not and then (laughs) deciding if i want to look good or not and then um going to work you kind of just get report from the other nurses mm-hmm. um, about the patients you're gonna take care of. And then you try to squeeze in getting coffee, but some days you just kind of have to start running. Yeah. So you check what meds are due, you check their labs, you check why they're there. Um, and then they teach you to go to the more, uh, like the sickest patient first. So interesting uh-huh. out of like however many patients you're taking care of that day you have to go see the sickest one first and make sure they're okay that's kind of what they teach you huh. honestly i go to like the nicest one or the one i think will talk less <laughs> because if you go into a patient's room and they start talking like you'll never leave and then you get behind right 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 so you kind of like get that all calculated in your head and get your ducks in a row and then you just start running you're just handing out meds and then doctors are coming and going giving you orders letting you know certain things hmm. So do you kind of get to choose how, like your schedule pretty much, like who you're going to see at what time and things like that? Like during the shift? Uh-huh. it's Yeah, it's really up to you. Really, the thing is you just have to get everything done. If they have tests or procedures to go to that are scheduled, then you have to see and think like, when am I going to give these meds? Should I wait till they get back? Do I have to give it to them before? It's a lot of multitasking. Mm. So if like... I always think, man, if I was a waitress before, I think this would have helped a lot because you're literally having like four different people ask you for four different things or a million different things. And you have to kind of figure out when can I give it to them and at a good like time Mm. or in a good amount of time, like not too late, not too early kind Mm. of a thing. So time management is really important when you're a nurse. Oh, so it's not like you have a schedule that you kind of just go through really like the only thing that's scheduled is certain meds and then even that like sometimes like nine o'clock meds eleven o'clock meds two o'clock four o'clock they're kind of like scheduled by pharmacy but Mm. listen you give it to them when you can sometimes it's really late Mm. and sometimes like you think i'm gonna give it to it late so maybe i'll just give it early if i can Mm. like if this med is okay to give Mm. so it's very it's different every day i think that's kind of also like a good thing about nursing too Every day is different. Mm. It's not uh, the same, kind of. I mean, you're going to have the same, like, number of patients, maybe more, maybe less, but it's never the same kind of patients, and then your day is never the same. So that's, Mm. I think I I do like that part. Mm. So before we get too far into uh, your nursing day, I forgot to ask you, um, like, in the process of of becoming a nurse, like, obviously you would have to go to school and... I don't know. Are there like certificates that you have to do or anything like that? Or um, what's that whole process kind of look like? So for me, my I never worked in a hospital ever before nursing school. 
Um, my first clinical site was actually the first time I went into the hospital without visiting someone or being sick. So mm -hmm. it was very scary. But most, not most, a majority of um, my classmates, they had uh, some experience. They worked as a nurse tech, like mm. uh, assistant, or they worked in a doctor's office, or they were like a bio person mm -hmm, <laughs> they studied yeah. what do you call it? major bio major, major. Yeah, yeah. or things like that but um really if you just get your prereqs done and then you apply that's really all you kind of need they mm. didn't really look at my background in medicine or anything like that because i didn't have any to be honest mm -hmm. so i thought that was kind of interesting because you kind of learn everything in nursing school like, really okay yeah so like after you graduate nursing school um before you actually work as a nurse is there anything you have to do? Um, you just pass your boards, mm. and then really it's trying to find a job. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so most people find it through their clinical sites. Like the last uh, clinical they have, if they like that unit, they, you know, hey, manager, I'm here. I'll be looking for a job. You kind of have to meet people. Right, like networking. Then, yeah, mm. kind of like that. Man, that's so not me either. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in the nursing <laughs> field, really. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's kind of, and it, you just kind of fall into it. Mm. Okay, so, I mean, was was that for you? Like, did you get hired into the hospital that you did your clinicals at, or? So, no. I There's something called an externship that you can do over the summer that mm. a lot of nursing students will do. So, you basically, uh, whatever hospitals offer this, I think most do, you just kind of work there for the summer. Mm -hmm. They give you, like, 12-hour shifts, that you follow a nurse around um, days and nights. Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of follow them and they let you do certain things like like bathe the patient or like change them, get them water, things like that. Mm -hmm. They don't let you really give meds just yet because you're still a student. I mean, right. some it depends how comfortable they are, but um, they let you do certain things and you learn. And then after that externship program, you can stay and work there like part-time as a tech. Mm -hmm. And so like one or two shifts a month. And then if you still like it, then, you know, the manager will reach out and say, hey, do you want a job? Or like, are you thinking about staying? And that's kind of what happened to me. Oh, okay. I literally stayed at this hospital that I'm at from mm -hmm. nursing school till now. Okay. So I didn't really, I applied other places, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> once you kind of have your groundwork at a place and. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You kind of know everyone. Right. Sorry, I'm getting a little just distracted because Jim is here and he's mic trying to micromanage the podcast. Can you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, so you kind of just you set your foundations at that hospital, and mm -hmm. you. I mean, you got a job offer, so there was yeah. probably no need for you to. The it was interesting because getting the externship was kind of felt. It kind of felt like that was my job interview. I had to like go up to the manager several times and like make a lasting impression and like hopefully have her remember me and then think of me because it's it's weird they say there's a nursing shortage but there's so many nursing students and mm. there's so many nurses out there i'm sure there is a nursing shortage i just don't know where it is and i just don't feel it right i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just me <laughs> okay all right so kind of knowing your background a little bit and what you do as a nurse i want to get into the fun stuff, the nitty gritty, the 
the the meat of this topic today. And the first the first question that I want to ask you is, what are some things that patients do that make your life harder? So disclaimer, mm. okay, like these are just some complaints. I don't want to be labeled as like, oh, she's a horrible nurse. There's no compassion. It's just we're there a long period of time and you know it's just a very high stress job you're very busy so i understand patients need things and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. um one of the things is there's something called a call light or call bell and every time we admit a patient we let them know like hey if you need anything press this light someone will ask you what you need and we'll come to your room and give it to you so if i'm sitting at the nurse's station i'll have different families come up to the nurse's station say hey can i get some water or like hey can i get this hey can i get that things that honestly i can get it for them but then if i'm in the middle of something and especially if they're not my patient i don't know if they can have water i don't know if they can have ice and then me sitting there at the computer and not doing it or it seems like i'm just at the computer Mm -hmm. but i'm actually doing something so press your call light and honestly, right. someone will say, hey, what do you want? What can we get you? And you let them know and someone will come to the room. Mm. The appropriate nurse that's assigned to you or the tech that's assigned to you will come and give it to you. And then sometimes you'll pre- the, people will press the call light and they say, what can, or we'll say, can we help you? Yes. How can we help you? <laughs> you know, like, what do you need? Right, right. <laughs> what can they bring for you? Things like that. But I understand, like, you just kind of answer the question. So it's kind of a little thing, but... When I have a billion of things, billions of things to do yeah. and a family comes up to me, can you give me some ice water? Yes, I can. Yeah. And I have to get up and leave whatever I was doing. Right. Press your call light. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's your best friend. And I feel like sometimes patients think that nurses are like the waiters and waitresses of hospitals. Yes. <laughs> Can I get a fork? Can I get a spoon? Yes, you can. Just hold on a second. It's like, for me, that's not my priority. My priority is like, what do they need like med-wise? Or I need to get, like charting. Charting is a lot of stuff. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get that done. So sometimes patients are like, I didn't get my fork in the time that I wanted it. Or like, oh my gosh. Things like that. Yeah. It's very, or like another pillow. Like, just hold on a second. I'm going to get it for you. And then they keep asking for it. See, I sound horrible. I sound no, horrible. I think, <laughs> no, no, I think, but I think patients, they do this because they like genuinely don't know. I, I'm sure there are people out there who That's true. just don't realize that nurses, they actually have to be nurses. Yes. You know, so we do a lot. Yeah, yeah. It looks like we're just sitting at the computer, but we're reviewing a lot of things, checking orders, looking for new ones, seeing mm. what has to get done. And I told I tell my coworkers this all the time. I was in the uh, ED one time. My grandmother had a sorry. Um, what is the ED? Oh, emergency department, okay. emergency room. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandma had a get admitted because she was a little sick and then i see lots of patients walk in they walk in with their two legs and Mm -hmm. they're fully capable of like using their arms and everything the minute they get admitted to my floor they can't do anything they Uh. press the call light and say i need my bed raised (laughs) okay or like 
I can't reach my phone. I can't reach my water. Mm. Things like that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, are you serious? I saw you walk in here and like, you can't lift a finger now. Yeah. And then patients will say things like, I don't want to go home. Like, oh, I love it here. I'm sure you do. Because you're being waited on. You're being on. waited <laughs> on hand and foot, like yeah. literally. But some people can't do things for themselves, I understand. But there's yeah. plenty of patients who are, they can. And they just know they don't have to because right. someone will do it for them. Mm. So I try not to. One thing you touched on uh, that I think is important to note is the fact that like you don't know all the patients on your floor, right? There are nurses that are assigned to specific yes. patients and um, you can't just ask any any nurse for anything, right? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like your nurse is going to know specifics about you. Uh, yeah. like, like patients that need to go into surgery, they're not allowed to eat right. and things like that, right? But not like a random nurse might not know that you're going into mm -hmm, surgery, mm -hmm. right? So so it ends up being an extra step like, okay, I'll ask your nurse if you can have this and then right. I'll have to call that nurse and say, hey, can they have ice? Okay, thanks. And then I'll go get it. And then it's not a big deal. I can totally do that for mm -hmm. you. But if I'm overwhelmed and busy, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and I think if there's a system in place, if, if you have an, I think it's called an attending nurse, right? Is yeah, like you have a nurse, yeah, assigned nurse to yeah. you, then they can exactly. I mean, that's the reason the system is set up that way, so mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. to increase efficiency, right? Mm. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Any other pet peeves that you? Um, pet peeves. Man, on the spot, I, you know, I always complain about a lot of things, mm -hmm. but I don't really have. Other than that. I'm sure there's plenty mm -hmm. that I'll think of. Okay, yeah, no, we can come back to it. <laughs> um, but, okay, so the next question I want to ask is, I'm sure that patients ask you, like different patients ask you same questions multiple times. And I'm sure you feel like you wish you just had a megaphone, you could tell <laughs> everybody so that you don't have to answer these questions again anymore. Because as a consultant, I feel that way sometimes. Like every new client mm -hmm. will have the same set of questions. Sure. And I'm just like, oh, like it's I'm kind of tired of answering. <laughs> yeah. It. So do I think for me, I'm OK explaining things mm -hmm. it, like to new patients, because on the other end, like if I was in their shoes, sometimes I am like if I go to a dentist or something like that, I feel very like nervous. Right. And I don't know what to expect and I don't know certain things I want to know and I want things to be explained to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind that so much. Mm -hmm. um, I'll answer all your questions. Um it's when family members will call and see like, oh, how is this patient doing? And then I'll tell them. Mm -hmm. And then another family calls and says, oh, how is this patient doing? Uh, well, I can't really tell you over the phone. I can't tell multiple people. So I tell them like, hey, this person just called. Mm -hmm. If you want to call them and ask, because I can't give information over the phone to like a bunch of people. Oh, okay. And so like if you know family are like calling or just have one designated person get right. an update and yeah. then just inform everyone else kind of a thing because that's also time consuming like right yeah and how's the patient doing they're resting yeah they're in the bed like you know they're mm. they're okay mm -hmm. i don't know what kind of update you want or they want to see like oh what did the results show or something like that it's like really i don't want to be saying that over the phone right. yeah. if i don't have to mm -hmm. and to ask the patient yeah. like there was one nurse told me um I don't know. I guess this is kind of annoying to you. Like the patient will be like a grown 
man or woman. And then their mom or dad is in the room too because, you know, they're in the hospital. Right. And then the parent will be like asking me or, you know, the nurse, so what did the doctor say? And then <laughs> like the patient was in the room also. You can ask the patient, what did the doctor say? So my coworker said that she told the parent like, hey, um, ask your, you know, your child or, mm-hmm. you know, your son or daughter what the doctor said. And the patient literally opened his mouth and told what the doctor <laughs> said. I'm like, why do you need me to tell you? Just ask the patient. Right. He was in the room. Right. So certain things like, I don't know. You can just answer certain questions. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's a lot of like double work or unnecessary things that we kind of do, which yeah. is fine. I mean, I can tell you what the doctor said, but sometimes I'm not in the room. Right, right. And I miss them. Oh, another thing. What time's the doctor going to be here? I literally do not know. Okay. I don't know when they're going to come. Mm. What time is the surgery? Sometimes I'll know, sometimes I won't. Mm-hmm. Things like that. When am I going to be discharged? I literally don't know. Mm. Um, that's not in my power. Mm. Can I leave before one? I mean, I don't know. That's up to the doctor. Right. And, you know, some patients will get really impatient and mm. think like, you're at the computer, you're not doing anything. I want to go home. Mm. I don't have orders yet. Right. So it's like just bear with us like we want to send you home too that's one less patient for us to (laughs) take care of um yeah some things we don't know we like really don't know what time right so there are certain questions that are appropriate for nurses Mm -hmm. and there are other questions that are more appropriate for doctors right so yeah the questions that are more appropriate for doctors like in terms of I'm sure like what the Medicaid or well, the treatments that you'll be receiving, like the plan, right? you know, things like that. And, you know, this happens to me, too. But the doctor will come in, speak to the patient. And then as soon as the doctor leaves, the nurse, uh, the patient will call the nurse. Hey, like, can I talk to that doctor again? Sorry. Mm. He's like probably at the other hospital right now. So it's kind of it sucks. Like, that's why they say, oh, write down all your questions. Write down all your questions. Because right. once the doctor leaves your room, he's gone. Mm. It's hot. It's very rare that they're lingering. They kind of move really fast. Mm. So, no, I can't grab that doctor for you again. Mm. So that's kind of another thing. Yeah. Hey, there's two really important takeaways here for um, potential patients. One is if you have a lot of family who can't come visit you, who want updates, designate one person to call the nurse that way that person can disseminate the information to everyone else second thing is write down all your questions because your doctor i mean doctors like i i know too because my dad kind of goes in and out of the hospital from that from time to time and the doctors will literally come in and they're gone and they're gone for like weeks and so the doctor knowing that the doctor has limited time uh with the patient write down all your answers or questions and maybe even write down some of the stuff that he says to you like while he's talking to you or recorded or something so that if you forget you can refer back to that and like as a nurse if i can answer it i'll answer right yeah but it's usually questions like you know when am i going home i don't know i'm sorry yeah yeah. (laughs) i would send you home but i don't think you're ready yet does this ever uh, so um shirley and i we were in, in the hospital for something very minor yesterday and um we while she was there her like nurse changed i guess the nurse's oh, uh-huh. shifts changed um and like they the first nurse told shirley that she'd be getting um lunch but the second nurse was like oh the 
when Shirley asked her about it, the second nurse was like, the cafeteria is closed or something. So like, does it ever get annoying to you when patients assume that you know everything that the previous shifts nurse like knew? That I will say is kind of, I think that's the nurse's fault. Mm. There should be um, communication between, especially if there's going to be a, like a change, mm-hmm. like they're going to switch places. It, you should tell everything to the oncoming nurse because mm. in that situation, it's not the patient's fault. Right. Um, they were told one thing and then the nurse is switched. And then if the next nurse isn't aware, mm. that's kind of a fault on the nurse that was leaving. Okay. So I, I try to tell them like everything. Okay. Um, so yeah, that. If I were the patient, I'd be frustrated. Actually, that's that's really good to know because for more introverted patients, probably like me, if I was in the hospital, I think I would be like, oh, she's not going to know what this other person knew. But you're saying that normal protocol or typical protocol is for nurses to kind of communicate. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're switching or taking like switching patients or something like that. Mm. You've got to tell them everything. Yeah. That's why it's, that's why, you know, continuity of care is mm-hmm. kind of a good thing. Like I know in the emergency department at my hospital, um, the nurses switch like at a random time, like 3 p.m. But mm-hmm. I guess it's because they're not with the same patient the whole day. But it's just kind of a lot of information gets uh, lost sometimes. Right. Like that. So it's, that's us. Mm. <laughs> Communication. Mm. Okay. Um, any other questions that? patients ask you that you wish you could just answer all at once right now um no if not we can move on and we can revisit if you if you we can revisit yeah 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 okay so next question i want to ask is because you know usually when two groups of people are interacting there's always like misunderstandings between them um are there ever situations where like you can tell that the patient is annoyed at you, but you're only just doing your job and you have to do it that way because it's it's your job? Um, yes. This happened recently. I think mm-hmm. that's why this is like the only thing coming to mind, but I don't know if this is kind of what you're asking. That's it. Just answer um, it <laughs> and then we'll see. I had a patient mm-hmm. and they ended up missing the bedside commode which is like the toilet that can be like next to the bed uh-huh. and basically they had um their urine output uh, yeah. their uh-huh. output uh-huh. all over the floor uh-huh. and it wasn't on purpose they just you know missed but it was a lot right and like uh, you know it's okay mm-hmm. but in my head i'm thinking oh my goodness like Someone's going to fall. Someone's mm. going to slip. Right. And when that happens in the hospital, it's like bad. Yeah, like yeah. Get dinged. Um, or we get in trouble. Right. And so, and it's like, we have to tally it and keep track of it. And it like just doesn't look good. How many times people fall? Yeah, like in oh, the year. And so like we have goals and like, you know, if someone falls, it's just really annoying. Because yeah. it's our, you know, our bad. Right. So my initial reaction was, crap, I have to go get towels and I have to get someone to clean it up. Mm. But the patient's family and the patient, um, or the patient's family really, they complained about me and said, this nurse was like PO'd that there was urine all over the floor and Uh, like she was not patient, this and that. But in my head, I was very like, 
no, I just don't want you to fall. Right, and so right. like I have to act quick because literally we couldn't walk around it. It was just everywhere. And so right. in those situations though, like, man, that, that's when I realized, you know, as a nurse too, like you got to just be aware of everything you're doing yeah. because they're just watching you, like your facial expression, everything. Like if you're concerned about something, you just got to, you know, I guess put a smile on and be like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to do this and I'm going to grab this and it'll be fine. But mm. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to go do it. Yeah, like, yeah. Task oriented, I guess. Some nurses are better at it, but yeah, it's things like certain things like that. Like in my head, I have a, like a priority concern. Right. Yeah. Like that. But the patients, that's like, oh, she was so rude and this and that complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's, that's perfect. That's a perfect answer to the type of question I'm asking, because that's something that patients would never know. The fact that you actually have to care about how many times people fall, like, when you're there, right? So, I mean, is there anything else that you kind of have to keep in your mind and you react in certain ways because, like, it's your job to be concerned about a certain aspect? Um, man, what's another thing? <laughs> Can't think of things on the uh -huh. spot. No, no, it's okay. So, well, then, let me ask you a specific question. Okay. Do you um, ever get any... Uh, I guess hate or backlash regarding like patient visiting hours. I don't know if it's just my unit. Mm -hmm. Our visiting hours are pretty open. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to, like people ask, like mm -hmm. what are visiting hours? And honestly, if you want to come in, you can come in. Mm -hmm. um, the doors will be locked sometimes, but they'll open it. So I don't really know. It's not really strict mm -hmm. on at my hospital. At okay. Least. Yeah, because the reason I ask is because, like, especially when someone's, like, injured, a family for family members, it's, like, emotionally, like, a very sensitive time. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I've, especially in hospitals, like, downtown, I know there are some that have very strict visiting hours, um, yeah. unless you're, like, a, a spouse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, you can't, you can't come once, like, visiting hours is over, like, get kicked out. Yeah, like I think my it's because mine's like in the suburbs and it's a smaller hospital. But um, there are times where if the patient is really sick mm -hmm. and like the family is all over that patient, we got to ask them to leave or stay yeah. out. Because like the patient's agitated or they're not doing well and they just keep touching, talking to them. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. It, it feels kind of rude, but you're, you just kind of have to ask them, hey, like, I think you need to step out just for a little bit. And right. like doing that, I think for me is hard because yeah. if I were the patient's family, like I want to be there. Yeah. But if they tell you to back off, back off. Yeah. yeah. It's probably better for the patient. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, that's that's great to know because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. obviously from the family's perspective, it's no, like you can't tell me what to do. Like I yeah. want to be here to support, but it's it might actually be to their their family members like detriment of their mm -hmm. health if you're. Lingering. I mean, as a nurse too, like our intention isn't to separate you from the patient or like do things to upset you. There's yeah. a reason behind it and mm -hmm. it may vary, but it's never like, it doesn't do us any good. I don't gain anything from like kicking you out of the room. Yeah. It's always because the patient is first mm -hmm. and that's what I'm taking care of. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Mm. Um, yeah. 
So just, we're not trying to be mean. Mm. <laughs> and so are there any like general um, complaints that you have in, in your job, whether it be toward the patients or like the hospital or doctors? I think my biggest complaint, um, the one thing that I find myself constantly getting overwhelmed with is the things that are expected of me, it just keeps mm. growing. Like, oh, the nurse can do that. Oh, the nurse can do that. Mm. Like one thing, okay, this is nothing against like respiratory therapists or okay. anything like that. But there's certain things where it's like, okay, like suctioning the patient. Oh, I'm going to suction the patient, which is like when they're on like a vent or a breathing machine, like they get a lot of secretions and you have to suction it. But sometimes like because the nurse is constantly at the bedside, like they won't do it. Or, like, it's kind of put on us to do. Uh, so, I mean, yes, we're constantly at the bedside. And respiratory therapists, they're in charge of, like, the whole floor. So they're very busy. But sometimes right. it's like, okay, so I have to do that too. And then I also have to get the patient out of bed. Hmm. And so sometimes the physical therapist won't be there. You know, they are seeing a whole bunch of patients. So if they're not there, um, like, at a certain time, then, you know, it's on us to get the patient up. That's another thing. And mm. so it's just because we're at the bedside. I think we're just, we just are expected to do a lot mm. more. Mm -hmm. And certain things like, okay, um, this doctor forgot to put in this order. So you have to put it in. Things like that. It's like, okay, what else do I have to do? And so I found myself like, uh, one day I just said, why can't people just do their job? <laughs> and I got blank stares. And I was like, oh, maybe... I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but I was just very frustrated because I already had like a million things to do and I felt like I had to do someone else's job on top of it. Right, yeah. It's teamwork and mm. I can do it, but when I'm overwhelmed, that's kind of a complaint. Mm. And like patient ratios too. Like my unit, it's four to one on a like the floor. Okay. Four patients to one nurse. Mm. They're trying to change it to three patients to one which I'm really happy about. But right. I think that's another thing that nurses have to deal with. I think something's happening in New York right now. I forget what the hospital is called. It's like a pretty Mount Sinai or something like that. But they're um, on strike because the nurse ratios are like crazy. It's ridiculous. It's like six to one. Oh, wow. Like three to one in a really critical unit. And mm. it's, I can't imagine that. And I think in that sense, nurses are kind of, Mm, taken advantage of almost and undervalued and undervalued yeah. i mean yes like no we do a lot we right. do a lot and if i'm honest i think you know nurses can be paid a little more right and you know make the work environment a little more like nice yeah like yeah. less stressful like the amount of patients we have it's all staffing and budgets and things like that and i think if we abuse like the nurses it's not gonna it doesn't work out well for the patients either because you get right. cranky nurses right right <laughs> tired burnt out nurses and um that's why no one really stays at the bedside maybe mm. and wants to you know go back to school so they don't have to do a lot of the stuff that we do mm. so i do have a lot of respect for like nurses that stayed at the bedside mm -hmm. for like years decades um it's really hard mm. it's a really hard job and you know we have our bad days like we're cranky sometimes but it takes a really special person to do a lot of the things that we do yeah like we see patients that they're like there's patients that um they can't like 
clean themselves or like wipe themselves mm. and they'll like go and they apologize i feel really bad like you don't have to apologize like this mm. is what we do this is our job and you know you're sick yeah so it's it's kind of the patient's attitude too that kind of helps us mm. like say thank you right or like you know i appreciate it yeah little things like that when patients are entitled i think that's what turns me off at right least yeah because yeah, yeah. you know you're welcome yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of i think people have the tendency to think well i'm paying for this so you're oh my paid, goodness right? there was a patient that literally said that oh. it wasn't mine but they called and they said i need help mm-hmm. and then the wife was in the room and you could hear over the whatever intercom thing mm-hmm. what do you need i'm right here and then he was like, I need them to move the trash can. And she said, well, I can do it for you. He's like, no, they get paid to do this. Uh. <laughs> Are you serious? I, it wasn't even my patient. I almost went in there, just took the trash can out. Like, you don't right. you don't deserve a trash can anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, really? Yeah. Can yeah. you be nice? We're taking care of you, buddy. Right. And it's like their job is to keep you healthy. Yeah. Right? It's, you're not like custodian. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, even if it is a custodian that they're... Yeah. That's like just human decency. Yes, yes. Like, you know, honestly, even um, like people who clean up all that stuff, like if they weren't there, it'd be a mess. Yeah. And it's disgusting. Like Mm -hmm. every person has an important role. And if they weren't there, you would notice it. It would affect care. So I think, yeah, teamwork is... Mm -hmm very important in the hospital and yeah just appreciating each other i think especially a 12-hour day at least like for nurses if you just show some appreciation along the way it just makes the day go and yeah gives you an encouragement like a boost kind mm. of thing just be nice <laughs> yeah so you, you mentioned before that at the hospital that you're at right now currently it's what four patients so you're taking care of four patients at any given time mm-hmm, like on my unit specifically okay um it's a step-down unit, so patients aren't, they're pretty sick, but they're mm-hmm. not so sick, but they're not also, they're not well also. Like, mm-hmm. the floor above me, they can take, like, five patients, sometimes six, oh, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine, because how do you, <laughs> I would just lose track of all my patients. Yeah, because every patient has their specific needs, specific mm-hmm. conditions, and yeah, like, you have to remember when you give which patient medication all that yeah, right it's like multitasking yeah. it's yeah. really a lot but yeah ratios are different on every floor so mine it's four mm. four and then you know i tell my um like manager and stuff like that man if i had three i could look at everything in detail and really catch things mm. that we might miss or overlook because we have too many mm-hmm. we literally have to read um, like dictations by the doctors just to know what's going on with the patient and their like care plan Mm. basically it's a lot of reading i don't know why i'm doing this i hate reading too (laughs) (laughs) but uh it you know you just kind of do it yeah 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 so it gets done yeah so i think that's for sure it's important to note for patients it's the fact that when you're at a hospital your your nurse is not dedicated to you yeah yeah like we have other patients if you call for your nurse and they're a little late it's probably because they were taking care of someone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the fact that, um, I mean, it's not like you're at a, like, 
five star resort or anything like that where you can hire like a servant dedicated yeah. to you. It's like healthcare is very different. Um, but mm -hmm. there are uh, so healthcare. I think so. There's surveys yeah. that um, patients can fill out, and a lot of it it's like really asking. Oh, did you did they answer on time or like how long did you wait to get this? It's like almost kind of measuring that like uh, service mm. and it sucks because you know like did you get well yeah but does that matter no because i didn't uh, get my pillow on time or you know like little complaints like it's not i guess it's not little for them but for us it's like but did you get well yes and like that's the service we're providing here not <laughs> whatever i don't yeah. know i don't know why it became like that but yeah. it feels like the emphasis is on you know the customer service mm. rather than like the care like you know the care plan the patient care did they get better that's why sometimes like I was telling my mom a story and I I didn't say mom this patient I said so this customer and I caught oh. myself I was like oh I mean patient but it felt like it was a customer right so right. like well that was weird whoops <laughs> <laughs> I mean patient so it kind of feels like that sometimes mm. but it is what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, but like you said, I think if a patient can show a little more appreciation toward the nurse, it's not just about like, I mean, of course, it helps if your nurse is in a better mood. But that's ultimately like if you have a like crabby nurse who's like in a terrible mood and she misses the fact that you got medication and you get like double dose. No, <laughs> but like there's a, if there's a way you can lower the risk of that happening you know just say thank you to your nurse like yeah. show appreciation i mean i i understand like we need to be professional too and leave yeah. our crabbiness at home mm. but it helps when the patient is nice yeah and, and another thing i think um everyone everywhere needs to remember is that we are all human beings we have human emotions <laughs> and everyone has good and bad days so I think just it's part of being a human and just showing like base level human like acceptable behavior is just giving each other leeway for like when we're in bad moods or when yeah. things are happening like that. So, yeah, man. So, um, by the way, based on any of the questions I've asked you previously, are there anything that came up in your head that you want to add? <laughs> Because if not, we can move on to the next question. No. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so the, the last thing, um, I saved the best for last. Um, do you have any crazy hospital stories? Crazy hospital stories? So things that like happened that were crazy in the hospital. It wasn't really my story, though. It's okay. But I heard. Okay, just pretend like, like it was your story. Christmas <laughs> Eve. Uh -huh. I think that night... Um, this, the, this past Christmas Eve? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the patients, um, I don't know what he was on, but he was not in his right mind. Mm -hmm. And he was restrained because he was trying to leave the hospital and like he was a danger to himself, mm -hmm. basically. And he was thinking that we were trying to cut him open and take his organs. Oh, so he my was gosh. like, you're not taking them, you're not taking them. And so somehow he broke out of those restraints, which is crazy because these were like, really thick ones mm -hmm. and so he was like butt naked and like he had a folian which is like something that collects your urine and it's kind of stuck with you uh -huh. so 
he had it in his hand and I guess he didn't really pull it out because it hurt <laughs> when he was trying to. Yeah. <laughs> so he had that in his hand uh-huh. and he literally ran out of the hospital into the intersection. Oh my gosh. And tease him and like bring him back. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I'm I'm sad. I missed it. I wish I was driving to work and uh-huh. saw that because like Christmas morning, like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. That's the craziest thing i can think of what happened to him then afterwards oh he so they brought him back in Uh and he like he came back to his right mind and he was like oh thank you like oh wow yeah it was like completely turned around so wait was he on something when he got admitted i think he was i think that's why he came in Mm. i'm not like he wasn't mine but right (laughs) that's what they said i'm assuming he was on something i don't know but that's crazy and like okay you have to understand i'm in the suburbs like this isn't downtown right i'm sure downtown like grady stories are much crazier. yeah yeah but listen in the suburbs i mean you don't see a naked man running around yeah. every day can you imagine driving down the suburbs and there's a naked guy with <laughs> well i wish i saw it not to, not that i'm like a pervert or anything You're but right. <laughs> that doesn't happen it doesn't ever happen right but and what is the thing that he was carrying called a foley foley so, that doubt um, is connected to his his thing so yeah. oh i don't know fyi patients who get them like so, a lot of patients who are not in their right ma- mind or mm-hmm. like they're not with it they pull it out and honestly it hurts it's like a balloon <laughs> that's inflated in your you know bladder so mm-hmm. if you pull it out ow it yeah, hurts yeah. so i think this guy knew it hurt a little bit and so he, so, <laughs> he left that one in yeah. <laughs> i guess i don't know but that's as crazy as it got. It wasn't even my patient. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it's pretty tame where you are, I guess, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. That story, what? Is this, I mean, just day-to-day, it's pretty tame. Yeah, I mean, for the most part. Or I guess, like, all the crazy stuff, it happens so often. I'm mm-hmm. used to it. Like, patients yelling, out of control, mean. It's whatever. So, I want you to take a minute and think about the worst patient you've ever had and if you could take out like one or two things in that person's either behavior or personality or character that you can pinpoint and say man because this person was that way it was terrible for me can you distill some of that information for us it's kind of hard um because the patients that are the most difficult for me are patients that um, they're not in their right mind or they uh, have like psych issues. Yeah. And I can't really blame them for it. Right. But there are some patients that make you crazy because they'll say that you did something or mm. like twist the situation and complain. And mm. you're just like, I didn't even do that. Mm. But they said you did and you can't really. It makes it worse if you like try to defend yourself. Right. Yeah. So it's hard because like, and that's what makes it really hard. Like even like elder patients with like dementia or something, like it's really a rough shift when like they're trying to climb out of bed mm. or like patients even like they swing at you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, and, but you can't really like get mad because. And you can't swing you know, back. No, you can't <laughs> swing back. Um, so what can you do? It's just a rough shift. Mm. And those kind of wear you out too. Yeah. And then, you know, so if you have, like, a couple of those patients and then you have, like, a patient in their right mind and you look a little worn out, 
when you go into their room, it's like, well, they don't know you have mm. two other really difficult patients. I mean, and it sucks. Cause you can't do anything about it. Yeah. That's just, it's, they're sick. Yeah. I think that's kind of hard to separate like, Oh, okay. They're not doing this on purpose. They're sick. Hmm. But man, if someone's swinging at you all like throughout the whole shift, you're just kind of like, Oh my gosh, can you not <laughs> please? Mm, yeah. So it's, it's not really their fault. Yeah. It's very rare where like a patient's a true like jerk. Right. Hmm. Because, and if they are, there's something not right in their, you know, mm. I don't think anyone's like intentionally a jerk on purpose. To mm. Like just something's wrong or something's happening up here. Right, right. So I can't really complain about that. The only thing I can complain is the shift is just rough. 12 hours is just hard and yeah. exhausting. And then you like don't want to go back the next day. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. There's like one patient I had that was really difficult. Like patient, some patients are like really high anxiety and like mm. you can't, oh man, when they're very anxious, they do things like impulsive. They're impulsive. Interesting. And so uh-huh. I can't really, con- I can give them something to help with their anxiety, but it doesn't really work all the time. Yeah. And so that's another rough shift. And I had one patient that went like, that was like that. And I came back the next day and I was like, man, I hope they're gone. And like, that was the first time uh, I came in yeah. and peeked in the room and like, oh, my heart was like beating. I was like, please be gone, please be gone. So there's, there are patients like that yeah. that stress me out. Yeah. I don't want to go back to work because of a certain patient. Right. You can like ask if, they don't assign you to that same patient, but I try not to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because you gotta just suck it up, yeah. oh, <laughs> push rough. through. Because it's it's not just like I'm sure there's not a like normal patient. There's they're usually there because something's wrong. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. never really like typical, right? Yeah. So every patient comes. They come with new challenges for oh, you. Oh yeah, and like you can't pick your family, you can't pick your patients. You right, kind of work with what you're dealt with yeah and it's fine challenge accepted (laughs) (laughs) some days yeah well you know what i as a well have i ever i don't think i've ever been admitted to a hospital but as a future potential patient i will i want to thank you as a nurse for being a nurse and for caring for other people enough to deal with all the stress and all that yeah and um yeah I, i think really um, this episode, I actually, Nicole didn't approach me about this. I went to her and I said, hey, can we do this episode where like you talk about being a nurse? Because, um, yeah, like I said, my dad's been in and out of the hospital recently. Shirley and I had to go to the hospital. And I, I really do feel for nurses um, because you guys are like the front line. And I, w- I think of you guys as a front line for like healthcare, right? And um, you get the brunt of the of the high stressed emotion emotional patients like outlashes and their ignorance and 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 all the negative parts of that right like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when doctors come in all the patients are like oh thanks for coming and then they just leave so it's like they don't really have to deal with that as much as you guys so yeah thank you so much um yeah if if you're a nurse out there listening thank you as well um i just want to uh summarize a little bit about some of the takeaways that we patients can keep in our minds um I think the the main theme was the fact that um, patients have, I mean, I'm sorry, nurses have a lot to deal with. They they have a lot to kind of keep track of mentally. Um, when they're at their computers, it's not because they're bored or, and they're 
browsing Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. Um, like they're doing work. And as patients, when we see nurses, it's not this nurse is my nurse. It's they're doing their job. They have other patients to take care of. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not always customer satisfaction is priority. Right. It's, it's healthcare is really what's priority. priority. And um, there are a lot of things that nurses have to um, do, like the whole urine story. Like there are things that you have to consider. And so um, outwardly, um, your reaction might seem like it's unprofessional or like, I don't know, that you're being a jerk or something. But it's, it's not really that. There are things that you don't know that nurses know reasons why nurses might behave a certain way. So I think as patients, um, yeah, we should really give nurses the benefit of the doubt. Because here, here's the thing. Nurses are, they're very underpaid compared to doctors, right? They have long hours, 12-hour shifts. They have four people to take care of. Um, or more. Or more. And so if, if you're not someone who's like compassionate, because I know you said you're not really compassionate, but... <laughs> Like listening to you telling your stories, like I can tell you have a lot of compassion for your patients. And if, if you don't have that kind of compassion, I'm sure you would go out and find a different profession. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, compassionate people, especially this day and age, they're pretty rare. Um, they're not not everyone's compassionate like that. So let's not uh, stress out the few compassionate people that we have in healthcare so that they run away. Let's let's try to be decent human beings uh, when when there are things in the hospital that we can take care of ourselves that are minor like nurses think of your nurses as your doctors don't ask them to do stupid things like hey go get me the remote or like go turn <laughs> off the you, light like, sincerely can't reach it that's no yeah, problem right but like <laughs> if you're there like chilling and you can move around like yeah, yeah. so yeah, thank you so much for coming today. Uh, thanks for having me. I hope I didn't offend anyone or come off a certain way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think um, it's it's good to hear for because you often don't get to sit down with your nurse after your you know That's discharge true. from the hospital, so you don't get to hear the stories. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, for all the questions I asked you later on, if you can think of more examples or anything else. Yeah, or other nurses out there. I'm sure you have plenty of mm. crazy stories or um, pet peeves that patients do, like things patients do that you really hate or get annoyed with. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty. It's hilarious. You can like, if you have nurse friends, just ask them. It yeah. might be gross, but stories are kind of hilarious. You don't see things <laughs> like that every day. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you know what? If, if you're a nurse um, and you want to be a guest on this podcast to kind of add on to what Nicole talked about, please feel free to reach out. If you just want to send me some um, examples or like behavior, patient behaviors that you don't like as a nurse that Nicole didn't cover, you just want to tell me about what that is, just send me an email at ihthtpodcast at gmail.com. That's I hope they hear this podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and any feedback for me or or Nicole, um, please please send it to us, and we would we would love to hear any feedback, positive or negative. Yes. Um, any last thing you want to add, Nicole? Um, no. Thanks for having me. No. And yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming. And uh, yeah, again, whenever you want to come back, the door is open for you. Thanks. All right. All right. Thank you guys, and we'll talk to you next week.